0: Yo, it's your boys, Jimmy Daz and Defer. You right, lads? Sup, 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 sup. Very excited. Yeah, because today we are joined by Stan from Terminal Nation. Dude, thank you for joining us, man.
1: Thank you for having me. What's up, y'all? Glad to be a part of the podcast, finally. Excited. <laughs> yeah, it be a fun
0: time. Yeah, man. We've been like, we've been saying we need to get you on for, I don't know, three years.
1: <laughs> and now oh, yeah, we yeah, probably so.
0: <laughs> now we finally got it. Finally got it going. Uh, what's going on with you, man? You all good?
1: I'm good. I'm good. You guys? Uh, I was gonna say it's a little early for me, but that that sounds crazy because it's like one o'clock in the afternoon. But I did <laughs> spend. Oh, uh, I did spend some time at, at at the bar with the homies last night. Maybe a little later than I should have. So I'm a little groggier, Maybe <laughs> a little more dehydrated than I should be. Uh, but uh, but other than that, I'm great. I'm great. How about y'all? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Yeah, we're good, mate.
0: Hell yeah, we've yeah. got um got some cool things lined up, mate, but none more cool than this. So, like nothing else matters. <laughs> and now we've got you. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah. Let's kick off with a bit about Terminal Nation then, do because you guys have been posting some picks up, some little teasers up from the studio cooking up album number two for us.
1: Yes, so we've been um we've actually we go into a proper studio uh in two weeks i don't know when this will drop but at the end of july we're going into the studio with with ryan bram um he's been producing us from afar so we're in arkansas he's in arizona uh geographically that's like you know 20 hours away give or take so we've been we've been producing via zoom calls so we'll, we'll cut demos send it to him he'll give feedback and whatnot and then crunch time happens. In a couple of weeks when we go into the studio and over in uh in tucson i'm really excited to work with him he's produced some albums for for like gate creeper creeping death spirit oh, of Trip, sure. and some, wow. some yeah some big names and so i'm really excited to be to be working with him he's mixed our uh records before but we're actually properly going into the studio and he's given us that producer's touch um in the meantime so we've just been we've been busting our asses um cooking up demos and sending them to them. Um and uh I think I think we put together a pretty solid album. I'm excited for it.
0: Oh yeah, so we man. Like oh, wait out no. oh. <laughs> Um so how's the material sounding? Have you got like are there any new flavors that Terminal Nation are bringing into this record that people are going to go, oh shit. D- didn't, um, so didn't maybe see that coming or
1: you know maybe I think I think the people that have followed the natural progression of the band might not be too shocked of where it ends up. I know we we've been listening to a lot of uh, or me me personally been listening to a lot of carcass so like those like like later Eric carcass or you know post grind era carcass mm, yeah yeah so like the, the the guitar harmonies and things like that um, I think some people might be surprised with the amount of um, like harmonies and those type oh, nice. of leads oh, that that'll show up there but it, nice. it's but it's oh. not it's not purely melodic I uh, melodic is not my thing but carcass in my opinion. <laughs> Can do no wrong. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, but it's, it's still gonna be, it's still gonna be crushing. It's still gonna be ass kicking album. Uh, it's still gonna be heavy. Um, I think we have a couple of cool guest features lined up for it, which should be kind of those. Those will stay a surprise. But it, I'm excited for that. Some people right. that I've uh, I've looked up to for a while that 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 were pretty thrilled on on being a part of it. So uh, overall, you can expect the same, a similar Terminal Nation. Maybe a little more melody. Maybe a little more heavy um i think the songwriting is is way better than than it was before uh structure wise sonically uh it's just terminal nation cranked up to 11 i I think so not not a whole lot of surprises but but we're taking it up a notch
0: same but better like the thing is though what i like with bands when they introduce little bits of melody here and there is that it makes the heavier stuff fucking hit even harder. Do you know what I mean? Like if you've got a nice little melodic break or a, or a nice guitar melody, and then a crushing riff comes in after, I think it hits you twice as hard.
1: Agreed. that contrast, you know, mm. um, yep. Where where you have a little bit of a of a reprise, a little bit of yeah. a palate cleanser, and then yep. boom. Yeah, 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 um,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. How does the, um? how do you guys write? Do you, do all of you bring ideas in or have you got like one or two of you do the writing and then they'll present it to the rest of the band and you'll add your sort of <laughs> 10 cents in or how, how does it all work within, within Terminal Nation?
1: So uh, it, it's, for the most part, it's a collaborative effort. We all kind of bring in our, dia- our ideas, um, but I will say that Tommy, our guitar player, I mean, this dude is like a musical genius. He, he's crazy. <laughs> he's one of the great... Craziest musicians I've ever met in my life. I, I, truthfully, we joke all the time that he has to dumb down his skills to play. <laughs> but uh, but he, he's a he's a he's a maniac man. He's crazy, but he's like always writing guitar. I mean, like always writing guitar, like different genres. You go to his house and his computer, like he's like embarrassed. He'll hide the share folder. You're like, oh, dude, I walked in on your porn folder. No, I you, I walked in on his. <laughs> Five thousand riffs folder, <laughs> um, but but he's a maniac man. He just he just lo- he loves music. He, he's incredible at just writing songs of different genres. And he a lot a lot of times it's him structuring out a song or writing like a killer riff, and then he presents it to the team, and then we we build off of that. You, that's how most of this album happened. Is from Tommy just kind of noodling around on the guitar at his house and. Um, He's like, hey, I have like 20 songs that I've written. What do you guys think? And then we were like, we can work with this, 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 this. Yeah. And then we kind of took those and um, built off of there. Um, so, I mean, he, if, you, if I asked him right now, he has material for another two more albums. Oh, um, shit, man. But we're, we're, <laughs> we're focusing on this one for right yeah. now. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a collaborative effort as we build it. But a lot of times it's Tommy, it, not all the time, but most of the time it's Tommy kind of, kind of uh, setting it off.
0: Sick. So, how, like, for you as a vocalist, what um do you have um do you have like patterns in your head and like melodies and things like that first, or do you have to hear the canvas and then be like, right, I've got this that could go there. I've got these lyrics that might fit in on top of that track.
1: <coughs> yeah. So, I I think I have come kind of a, from what I've come to learn, a unique approach in writing lyrics where um something will just come to me. Maybe it's just a one-liner. Maybe it's like a cool phrasing pattern. Um, and so I'll just pull out my phone and like make a note or if I've got something to write, I'll just jot down a line or a couple lines or a few lines. And it could be me being inspired by anything like in my day-to-day life. It could be me driving, listening to the radio and then, uh, or listening to a podcast or, you know, I, I try not to even watch, watch the news, but like you know you see see like a news article on facebook or on 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 social media and you're like fuck that and you like yeah yeah just something that just kind of inspires you and i'll just kind of jot down my my immediate thoughts at the time where they're in their purest uh purest form yeah and if i can kind of meld them into like lyrics now that taking that and um you know it's completely unstructured it's just me free balling uh if you will but uh you know when the band ends up writing a song i just have this like giant list of uh subject matter lines one-liners like thoughts concepts to pull from and um uh, and so we kind of take it from there so i'll let them do the instrumental writing and then i have general concepts general ideas maybe some lines where i'm like this has to be a line in a song yeah yeah and so there's been times where i'm like this is an impactful line we got to tweak the instrumentals to make this fit and i know that's not like the most um uh accepted way to, to write music but that's <laughs> that, that's how we do it so um yeah you've you're bit, quite a little bit different but
0: terminal nation have got loads of those little moments where like a guitar like the chord will ring out and then you'll come in with a line over the top and it's like what what i always think is fuck man that is gonna kill life when they put <laughs> when they drop that bit live and you know you don't have to sing it and the crowd just chants that line yes, back. Yes, yeah, yeah cool, yeah
1: yeah, I love I love the sing-along thing, you know, which is not uh it's not a commonplace in death metal, which is, you know, a lot of the realm that we occupy is is considered death metal. But like uh I don't think it's any secret. Like a lot of us are hardcore dudes in the band. You know, mm. we come uh me specifically come from more of a hardcore punk background. I love death metal, I've loved death metal for, you know, over, well over a decade now. Uh but my true my true love is punk. So like uh not to say that we write songs to be sing alongs. But like I have that, um, I guess you know th- those big lines in my head. I don't necessarily think, oh, this would be something people sing along. But like, oh, I think this is an important line and it should be yeah. heard. It should be yeah. audible. Yeah. Um. And so I think that, that maybe that kind of separates us from the pack of a lot of other death metal bands, where some of the lyrics, especially like the big lines are pretty audible and discernible. You can understand kind yep, of what I'm saying. Yeah. Um and, and it, it does uh you know in a way make for like a like a sing-along part for sure. For sure. And I love that shit.
0: Yeah, I think um we've we say it quite a lot. We, I mean we talk about loads of death metal albums on here now that are made by kids into hardcore and sure. they really so, understand like putting the mosh part in or having the bit where it fucking just goes four four and it's do you know what I mean? I think like I think people growing up in hardcore and that, they know how to condense a song down into it's this is the shit that you need. You don't need it to sometimes me off into all these, just get it down, get that fucking part in. And yeah, yeah. That's what people will latch onto.
1: Yeah, it's uh. I mean, you see a lot of bands. Uh, like you said, you know, there's a lot of bands that you can tell like are, are hardcore kids. Uh, whether they admit it or not, they, they got into death metal. Um, and uh, and I and I think it makes for a little bit of a of a unique flavor. Um, in death metal, um, you know, I love my my traditional death metal for sure, but like, uh, like you said, it. it it's a lot of times it's dudes who've been in bands where they're just like, let's hurry up and get to the breakdown. So kids can mosh.
0: Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. And like, Yeah.
1: That's a, ter- that's a terrible way to write music for sure. <laughs> but also like as an ADD minded dude, you can kind of adjust that mindset to be like, let's get to the groove. Let's yeah. get to the, let's get to the good riff. Let's yeah, cut yeah, the yeah. get to the good riff. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, it, it, you you can make, you can uh, write music through that lens and, and, kind of make it pretty sick if you, if you know what you're doing.
0: So have you guys got, um, like titles kicking about and artwork and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff? You've got ideas for themes and stuff for <laughs> you, or are you just at the moment, do you, so, do you focus on the music first? And then you sort that sort of side of it out afterwards?
1: Uh, uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, we haven't settled on a title yet. Um, we have titles for all the songs. um, i don't know what it'll be i don't know what the title will ultimately end up being um we've talked to adam burke uh well i say we've talked to him we've we're we're, we're gonna have the album artwork done by adam burke oh, yes, mate. Wow. Um, yes. because i i uh i i was very happy with the album artwork for holocene extinction mm. and i think it caught a lot of people's eyes oh and like for I think sure it did very impactful uh, um very powerful. A lot of people were like, "Oh, that's my favorite Burke piece. Like this hmm. piece of like this painting is phenomenal." Yeah. And we were like, "All right, Adam, here's the deal, brother. We need you to do. <laughs> we need you to do what you did last time without copying it. But we need the same impact, the same the same splash that you made." Um. And I told him, you know, I'll send him song ideas as we go on. Um. I. I'll, I'll give you guys a little bit of uh, a little bit of peek behind the curtain that I've not shared with literally anybody else except for the four people in the band and the producer. But uh, so, so we're from Arkansas, from Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, about three hours northwest of us, still in the state that we're in. Um, there's a spot uh, in a national park called the Devil's Den. Oh, and cool. um, the uh, the lore behind that, you, know, you, you never know, like, in terms of like lore and legends of of uh, um, I guess you could say like haunted places or spooky places, yeah. uh, like what like what's true and what's not, and a lot you know sometimes uh, sometimes stories can get um, accentuated over the years or whatever. But it's supposed to be uh, I guess when when um, English settlers kind of came came through here um, centuries ago, they stumbled upon the Devil's Den and. What it is, it's a hot spring, but it's a giant hole in the ground, and you can't see to the bottom. It wasn't until maybe 100 years ago that the uh, excavation team actually made it to what is the bottom, and now it's filled with water. But it just essentially was a giant hole in the earth, in the middle of the woods, just a giant, huge hole. And um, it would a, a gust of hot air would rush out, and a gust of cold air would rush out. And then, you know, so many people um, would kind of – attempt fate and try to climb down I want to see what's at the bottom and they'd fall and never be seen again. Damn um man. and so uh so there, there's like some lore, but I think um, you know we might I don't know if it'll end up being the album title, but we do have a song called The Echoes of the Devil's Den, just because there's been so much so much lore. Um and so we might incorporate a giant hole like a sinkhole in the ground kind of swallowing there that's kind of an idea that I've been Stickling. that I've been throwing out. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see what we'll see what Burke uh t- uh tosses up. And that may not ultimately be the idea, but we do have a killer song called uh The Echoes of the Devil's Den. And there's that's just a, a, a place in Arkansas that's got a lot of lore and um kind of paranormal yes. yeah. pro- prominence for sure.
0: That's a hard uh, as I fuck think, song name as well, thank man. You, thank you. I, think,
1: <laughs> I, I think uh you know when 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 um when that Hole was discovered the explanation that was given was like hey don't let your kids go around there because that's a hole straight to hell so the hot the air that rushes out the top and then cold it's like that's what happens when like somebody burns in hell and like that's their so the cold is the storm oh, uh, leaving. so like that's that wicked. that's that's the that's the rumor of like this arkansas park i think it may not be publicly accessible just because people fall in and and you know die um and then there was also a very <laughs> I don't know if you guys are um you know into paranormal stuff, but there was like one of the most famous uh alien abduction stories happened to some dudes, like came from some dudes who uh had snuck in there and like spent the night to see Devil's Den. And then they, you know, allegedly were were abducted by aliens, and years later they found like little uh metal particles. So like there's people that think that maybe it's like an alien um you know a a site yeah yeah or there's just a whole lot of like everyone knows it's bad and don't fucking go around there (laughs) but nobody knows why but we wanted to kind of incorporate something that's that's you know we rep for arkansas we rep yeah city we the state. we love we love where we're from and we're a very overlooked part of uh the world and america in terms of the music scene and so we always try to kind of incorporate and represent for where we're from. And I think that's a, that's a cool and unique way to do it. Um, talking about a, a, um, you know, a haunted kind of a place. Yeah. It's It's
2: time to set separate the week, week from the chaff and just like hold a live show there. <laughs>
1: so I, <can> like, <laughs> I know, right. I want a motherfucking
3: <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> 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 we we talked
1: about it. It'd be like a, a music video or something—I don't know. Hey, with our oh, love, we all get. Oh, that's right? cool. Think about oh. that. that album; would be huge if we all died at the at the devil.
3: <laughs> <the German laughs> oh yeah. man,
0: yeah, you don't need that headline on Lamb Go. Yeah. you <laughs> 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 But, mate, metal fans are all massive nerds, isn't they? So things like yeah. that, we cling on to it and It's like, totally. you love looking into, like, lyrics of bands and stuff. And when it's things like that, like, we're all, all three of us will no doubt go off and have a look at all that later, do you know what so I mean? We'll be doing it. Right. <laughs> right. um, so we wanted to get into, um, dude, just quickly as well, uh, the ruination of imperialism last year, the split with cruelty. Um, totally. Yeah, how did that come about, man?
1: So, um... You know, I've liked the band Cruelty for for a long time, and I think they've been fans of us for about the same time. And um, out of nowhere, I think literally out of the blue on Twitter, we got a message from them. This was pre COVID, like months leading into COVID, so we didn't oh, know shit. that the world that the world was going to change drastically in a few months. Um, but Zuma, who is now their vocalist, but he was the guitar just guitar player at the time uh he was like hey uh, you know a lot of kids like i was just at a show and saw a few terminal nation shirts like you guys would go over huge here in um here in japan let's you guys should come through japan and he was like i'll, I'll set up a tour it could be us and coffins the dudes in coffins really oh, love you guys very I like, i'm blown away I, this is like i can't uh, this is hard to process and they're <laughs> writing their first lp at the time their cruelty is and we're writing our first lp so we were just like you know, talking about, I mean, we hadn't settled on a label and they hadn't settled on a label. And so we were just kind of bouncing ideas off each other. So it felt like we, we were kind of coming up in linear paths. Mm. I know we we feel like it's harder for us to get our name out there sometimes because we're kind of geographically located in the middle of nowhere, you know, for the most part, we're not in like a musical hotbed. And I think he felt the same way. He's like, you know, I want to well, play the US, but it's hard for people in the US to pay attention to us because we're in Japan and, you know, it's just outside of the purview of, you know, what most people view is like the hotbed of like, you know, you have your stuff going on in UK, Europe and, uh, in America. And then like, you know, some of those get attention. Obviously most of the eyes are in America, you know? Um, and he's just like, it's just frustrating because we can't break through, but I'm hoping this album. So we were writing our albums at the same time. I think their album came out about four months before ours. Um, but he was like, "We should. You guys should come to Japan, and we'll show you a good time." Whatever. I was like, "Yo, we are in. We're in, in, in." So we had planned on uh, November of 2020 to go to Japan. We all got our passports and whatnot, and we we're just like, "Let's fucking. We're going to tour with Cruelty, like the coolest band in Japan. Coffins is going to do some dates. This is awesome. This like this is the best scenario I could ask for." And then COVID happened, and none it's of. <laughs> Yeah, that tour didn't happen, but he was like, yo, to promote our um our tour, we should drop a split seven inch. And I was like, Yeah, dude, we can write one song. Well, it turns out COVID happened and um we had a lot more time on our hands, so we could write more than one song. Yeah. Um yeah. and you know, we we he was like, even though we're not touring, we talked about a split. Let's just do that. And I was like, let's do it. Let's do let's let's do the split. And so we got to writing, and uh, they got to writing. And when they're like, "Hey, we have about fifteen minutes of music," and I was like, "I got about fifteen minutes of music." And at that point, um, I don't know how familiar you guys are, but Dave at Twenty Bucks Spin, great dude, solid label, awesome, just all around awesome. Right, but he doesn't do—he doesn't do seven inches. That's his thing. He's like, "I, I don't touch seven inches." I, it's just I—I I only do like twelve-inch format. Um, and so the plan was originally to do a seven-inch. then we realized we had a lot more material than we originally planned so we could do a 12 inch so I approached Dave at 20 bucks I was like yo man um you know we're still planning on doing a second LP but in the in the interim we kind of wrote a split with us and Cruelty that we're going to record would you have any interest in putting it out um and I didn't know like if Cruelty was on his radar and you know We'll be honest here. Both our bands are very lean, lean very much into the hardcore world yeah. for sure. There's yeah, yeah, no, yeah, there's no secret there. Um, yeah. and 20 bucks spin is not like a hardcore label. That's like a very, like, that's a very metal, metal label. Um, absolutely in most regards. And so, like, and people are always like, that's that's crazy. You guys ended up on 20 bucks spin because I didn't think he touched anything hardcore. If you talk to Dave and you, you, uh, you learn who he is, he grew up as a punk kid, he worked with um with jello at alternative tentacles from from uh, um from dead kennedy's he worked yeah he worked with him i mean he's like he's like a punk guy at his roots but he just you know grew into loving metal became his passion um so he was like totally on board i thought he would you know he would be like oh yeah you guys can you know find a label i'm not no stress whatever but he was totally on board um to do it and so we were like okay hell yeah let's go um and so it it all just kind of uh you know snowballed into place Into place from there we uh zuma sent me a message he was like and it's it was a little bit difficult because english is not their first language and us being goofy americans like we're, we're not learning somebody else's <laughs> language you would you adapt to me brother. Um, <laughs> but uh but uh, you know he, he can speak english very well for for somebody who does not live in you know uh for somebody who lives in a uh, different language speaking country mm. um so but, but there was a little bit of language barrier when when tossing back ideas but we wanted to release a record that we we felt was um i don't know a lot of times splits are regarded as just like b-side material that's like yeah. not as that, good yeah. and, and we were like yo we want we don't want this to be like oh these are the extra tracks that we had left over we want this to be like yo this is an album that we collaborated worked and wrote together where our songs complement your songs and boom. And so we kind of worked just like we did when we wrote our albums. We both wrote them at the same time. We wrote the split songs pretty much at the same time too. And they're like, here's this one song. I was like, okay, here's the one song we got. And they're like, okay, that meshes well together, cool. Uh, subject matter meshes well together, cool. And he was like, yo, what if we got you and I got to Tommy, the vocalist at the time. And he did a guest vocal spot on the Terminal Nation song on a termination song, and you did a guest vocal spot on the cruelty song i was like i've never heard of any split having the vocal the inverse yeah that's fucking sick wow. on the yeah. Other. yeah and yeah. i was like but i mean let's, let's do it let's do it let's do it let's do it and so i sent him lyrics of the gap we had in the song that we could make it work and he sent me the lyrics and we like did, we like did the guest spot in like a week and it came out like phenomenal it came out really cool um so i'm super proud i'm super happy with the way that turned out, it was a very like hands-on process. You know, a lot of times I think sometimes splits are like you send an Instagram message. Hey, want to do split? Sure. Here's our track. Cool. Yeah. All yeah. Right, yeah. Speak. And that's, and that's and it. Was, yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. You know, that's fine. But that, that wasn't our prerogative for this one. I was like, I was ready to release a new full length album. And, um, you know, I was like, well, if this is going to be our next release. I'm going to treat it like it's a full length mm. album. I'm not going to do bullshit material or anything like that. Let's just let's go hard. Let's go all in and and make this something memorable. And I think I think we achieved that for sure.
0: Oh, you did like oh, you. <clears throat> yeah, man, you said like you didn't want tracks that were just like knocking around um that you'd had for a while. And you can tell that because I, I, I think it's a it's a. An evolution from Holocene Extinction, definitely. Like, I think the songwriting's better, there's bigger grooves, um, it's heavier, the production's better. I think you can tell that it's a step uh and a natural evolution. Good. And and good, good, good. and that makes me even fucking more excited for the records that's about to come because if you carry on that evolution, then this next record's just gonna uh, I don't know, it's gonna slap people, man. Like uh, I also, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Devil's Den's it's, gonna it's, blow up. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. This next record, I think, if that was a, a natural step, if that split was a natural step up from Holocene Extinction*, then I must say this: the next album is like three steps up because
3: oh it's our first time
1: working working Woo! with a producer, and so to kind of have that outside perspective, yeah, because. You know, yeah. I, I love I love the members of my band, but sometimes we might be a little more timid. If somebody writes a riff that fucking sucks ass, we might be a little more. I'm not. I'll just be like, yo, brother, you got to change that, that shit kind of stuff. But, but <laughs> you know how it is. With your, hom- yeah, with your homies, it's your, it's your yeah. brother You your, don't want to it's people, You don't want to hurt people's feelings. you know, Or you want to make it work, even though it's yeah. like there's yeah, not yeah, yeah. up there. But having yeah. that outside producer's perspective. You know, he, he'll and we've never worked with a producer. I never thought we would. And we just were like, we really want to take this to the next level. I don't know. Um, you know, we we're not a band that can tour often. We're not a band that can um do do a lot of touring. We we play show we play a lot of shows, but they're usually one offs, weekends yeah. kind of things, some yeah. fly outs. And so I was like, whenever we release an album, it has to blow people away because yeah. this is sometimes this might literally be the only um like the only time a person is exposed to us if we're not touring through their town, you know, yeah. um, and we got to blow people away. So we worked with a producer and having that outside perspective where a guy is like, not afraid to say, man, that shit sucks. Cut that <laughs> out. Or he's like, that's good. Do, keep doing that. Or, yeah. Yeah. Repeat just, that.
0: Do it a couple more times. Get, yes. yeah, yeah. 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 Do it more yeah. times. Split yeah. it up.
1: Do, do it less, but bring it back. What, you know, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. things like that. Um, just having that outside perspective has, has uh, I think helped, quite a bit uh because it's somebody that's not afraid to to say it because he's got he's got no vested interest other than the Mm -hmm. fact that his his credit's going on the album so he wants it to look and sound he wants it to be the best that it can be and so that that's kind of it's good to have um that outside perspective sometimes so i'm excited i'm glad to hear that you think that um the split was a natural progression because I would agree yeah, it with definitely. that. Yeah. It um, is, and, and so I think we're, we're moving in a linear path. So, so um, I'm excited for, uh, for what's to come. If you like the, the way that's evolved so far. Oh
0: shit, man. I'm fucking, I was excited <laughs> for it before, but now, 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 I'm buzzing for this now. Um, you mentioned, dude, you're not a band who can do a lot of touring and stuff like that. Have, it, do you think you'll be able to make it to sort of like, obviously for us, the UK and, and Europe, um on the cycle for the new album or is it just sort of a little bit of a stretch too far currently for
1: yeah so we um you know we don't have management we don't have a a booking agency right now i we've we've had um things like that and i i don't know i maybe maybe it's uh the fact that i just i want to be in complete control of my art and what we do so i like to book myself or maybe it's that I'm just an asshole who, who likes to be who doesn't want anybody else messing messing with my shit. Um, but uh, I, I found it to be a lot more fruitful when we book our own shows and whatnot. Now, okay, I, I take that back. We so with with Europe, um, and I and I'll you know I'll, I'll share I'll share something with you in a second. But with Europe, we actually work uh, with with Mad Booking Agency, um, and so it's like on the table for us to come to Europe. We almost okay. came to Europe at same story with Japan we almost came to Europe with um oh I don't know so we almost had a uh, <laughs> we're supporting a uh, a very uh, we almost we got a, a tour offer with Napalm Death, and then COVID happened through Europe, oh, man, uh, and UK, Europe. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it was gonna be a week to week where there was gonna be a fest on one weekend, a fest on another. Yeah, I think we would start in Germany and end, end in the UK. Oh, um, oh. and uh, and and like that was like, um, like almost set in stone. And I think it ended up, um, you know, obviously it didn't happen during yeah. COVID because shows yeah. weren't happening. Uh, and then they post, it got postponed and. Uh, I think that tour ultimately probably evolved to that Napalm Death tour with uh, Drop Dead and and Escuela. Um, see, that happened yeah. recently. Yeah. Did y'all yeah. did y'all happen to catch that or? No, that it, anywhere near you. It it
0: was, but I'm pretty sure that we had a couple of other shows around that time. And money was just too tight to mention. Man, did you know I mean? totally. <laughs> I,
1: Oh, I I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I think it eventually evolved evolved to that. But I would love to. Um, you know, that, that's a bucket list thing for me um, with this band is play, especially the UK. I've never I've never been to the UK. I've never been to Europe. I mean, I've outside of um, the United States, like I've visited Central America, um, you know, to to my my family's lineage is, is in Central America and El Salvador. But I've never been other than uh, El Salvador and like maybe a, a trip to Canada or whatever. That's just right up right upstairs uh never outside like across the pond if you will yeah yeah Um, and so that's like a bucket list thing for me man i um you know i grew up on a lot of like like earache bands like your napalm deaths and shit like that like like you the uk is just like i mean even going back to like black Sabbath, like it's just such a special place i've always wanted to go even the sex pistols like yeah yeah i was a little kid absolutely I, I, i love that band. um uh, yeah, I'll have to send you a picture. There's a ten. There's a ten-year-old picture of Stan, uh, <laughs> hanging out with Johnny Rotten. Um, no way. But, crazy story. It's a it's a crazy story. Um, but uh, I'll I'll have to send you the picture. Uh, yeah, man. Later. Well, I, we we can get into the story if, if you guys want to. But uh, I have like a cousin. I think it
0: will come up as we go through the chat about your sort of musical.
1: Up- <laughs> yeah, man. Let's we'll yeah. get into that. Okay. Yeah, that sounds okay.
0: too good not to talk okay. about. Okay. It. okay, cool, cool.
1: cool. <laughs> So, and I was like 10 years old, so this is not me trying to be like, oh yeah, I was in a punk rock and hanging out with Johnny Rock. I did, it was just a time and place thing, truthfully. Um, but, but I, I have a family, a family member of mine was, she was visiting um, England and I think she interacted with John Rambo. I don't know if that name rings a bell to you, but I think he did management. He was like the right-hand man for the Sex Pistols for quite some time. Bodyguard work, management work johnny ron's best friend whatever so my cousin and john rambo they had like a kind of a uh, interaction and they hung out and they kicked it off and uh she like they ended up um you know started dating from afar because she Mm. lives in arkansas and he would come and visit her and he ended up really loving arkansas obviously i think maybe he lives in uh London proper so like you know one of the largest cities in the world and he would come to Arkansas and he would see see all this farmland
3: yeah yeah. i want to be a
1: farmer and you know (laughs) uh, so he ended up moving moving to uh this little town outside of um this tiny town in in Arkansas I believe they live in um well they live in they live in Arkansas It's, it's a tiny town but uh when they ended up getting married uh they got married in Memphis Tennessee and so uh Johnny Rotten came down from from the UK as uh John Ramble's best man my and self. um yeah it was it was cool and and you know that side of my family uh I have some cool people in that in, on that side of my family but there's also some more like conservative leaning folks that were there and then all of a sudden in the in, in the crowd like there's the family on one side in the crowd over here there's <laughs> people with like mohawks and, like, <laughs> and and uh so people are a little bit a little bit shocked about it but uh and I like I was 10, so I wasn't, like, into punk rock. at 10, 11, maybe, give or take, something like that. So I wasn't into, like, punk rock proper, but I, like, knew this guy was, like, oh, this is, like, a famous rocker guy or mm-hmm. whatever. And we got a picture. I'll have to send it to you. I, I uh, it, like, It's cool. just 10-year-old Stan hanging out with Johnny Rotten. And then subsequent years, he would come to visit, like, our family reunions. Well, so, like, 12-, 13-, 14-year-old Stan starts getting into punk rock. So, um, oh, man. Like, oh, shit. So telling I, your mates I get to, about like, that. Yeah. Hang out with Johnny Rotten. And uh, it's the funniest story. It, it actually is way better. Like, I was upset about this when it happened. Uh, but I was like, what can I do? Like, I want to impress this guy. So I'm like, where's my coolest punk shirt? Like, I was like, Rancid, No FX, Pennywise, Dead Kennedys, The Clash. And I don't know why I made the mistake of picking the Clash shirt. And I guess there's some animosity between the sexists <laughs> and the Clash. That never was squashed. And so I showed up to the family union thinking he's gonna notice me and be like, oh, there's a punk rocker here. And this fucker roasted the shit out of me. He's like, dude, what the fuck are you wearing this fucking bullshit shirt? Like, I was like, Oh, the clash are awesome. He's like, Fuck the clash. <laughs> so, like, like I was like upset about this at the time, but looking back on it, 13 year old Stan getting fucking roasted by Johnny Rodden for wearing a clash shirt is a pretty great story, I think. That's exactly, yeah, it damn <laughs> right. yeah
0: That's a, it's kind of like living up to his, like, character, do you know what I mean? And that's, yes, you got yes. to see it firsthand. Yes, like, exactly.
1: A... <laughs> Honestly, if he would have been like, oh, that's an awesome shirt, and gave me, like, a high five, that would not be nearly as cool of a story. Nah. As no, said, no way. fucking sucks. <laughs> um, and, like, I was like, dude, I fucked up big time. I should have went with the Rancid shirt. <laughs> uh, it's when
0: mate, when you do when you do make it over here we'll uh we'll yeah. show you around london well, dude we'll get you please, dude. yeah yeah, yeah. Please, we'll hang so- it it'll be, it'll be yeah wicked. i would
1: love to i would love to it's it's definitely a bucket list thing it's definitely something that this band has to do even if it's just the uk like you know i i mentioned like we don't have a lot of time and i know europe is a europe is a beast is it, yeah, you know, you yeah, yeah. weeks to weeks to make it from uh one end to the other and hit all the spots that you need to hit but uh, you know, I I I keep my eye I, my ear to the street and keep my eye on what other bands are doing. And you know, I've seen bands just do like a UK run in like four days or something like that. You know, yeah. it can be done yep. in, a, in a short amount of time. Um, so, like the first opportunity that we get where we can make it work, I I have to come to the UK, even if it means UK once and then another time hit Europe, you know, mainland Europe or whatever. Um, it's it's something that I swore myself I have to make happen. Uh, so it will, will happen. You- Eventually,
2: you, you sure. have to come to Camden, man. You'll love Camden. It's like yeah. the punk okay. punk rock capital of London. Yeah, man, yeah. And We spoke just, to oh uh, yeah,
0: we spoke to Garrett from maul as well recently, and he was like, "Yeah, I, oh, I yeah. really want to get so, mate, you Mall Cruelty three band bill UK. Yes, cruelty that. rolled through was the, up, the yeah, other. Yeah, they month. were here not too no, long. We saw Cruelty yeah, yeah. recently yes, over yes. here, and that oh, was sick, man. That talk about some road dogs.
1: I I love to see the evolution of Cruelty because, like I mentioned earlier, I know. Me and Zuma really connected when we were writing our first LP and we're like, it's hard to get eyes on our bands, blah, 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 blah. And I guess they just said, fuck it, let's go. And yeah. they just yeah. slammed on the gas after COVID. I mean, they've toured literally the yeah. world over yeah. Yeah. many yeah. times. Yeah. Um, so like respect, props to them. I love to see them just out there, just like, like showing everybody what's up. That, that's cool cruelty mall terminal nation yeah man gay run it sounds like ah. sounds like a dream man oh, sounds that, like pretty that sick.
0: is that is the dream <laughs> anything any anyone listening who can make that happen fucking, <laughs> fucking <do it. laughs> get, that, get that booked um so let's I get love, into, i would love to do it
1: yeah yeah man go, go so let's ahead, get a I'm bit fine.
0: into into a bit more than like because that leads really nicely your story there about your sort of uh teen stan <laughs> Where um what was your first sort of did you have a lot of music uh, growing growing up, like around you as a kid? Was there always music playing in your house, or did you, you've got older siblings who got who were into music, and you remember like being little and being like, "Oh, that's cool. I like the sound of that." Like, is that was that yeah, how so, was yeah? How did you get into sort of the musical world?
1: So, so music has always been, uh, I guess, uh, a, a a staple in my house, if you will. Mm. So, um, I grew up. I was born in Los Angeles, California, and as a teenager, mm. I moved to Arkansas. So, a big, oh, cool. big start culture yeah cultural con- contract Rock, you know. Yeah. um but uh I, I grew up in a in a, a uh latin uh, like a latin american household with aunts uncles i mean we were all crammed in one house and if there's one thing that latin people love is fucking music right? like, <laughs> yeah. there's, always, there's always fucking reggaeton cumbias latin rap like i had older cousins who were into like you know and it was just 90s in los angeles so like gangster rap was at its peak so like yeah. all that all that stuff and and it's not really my go-to, but I, you know, I, I love my, my reggaeton and, and, uh, and cumbia and stuff from time to time. Um, but like gangster rap was at its peak and I had an older cousin who was really, re- that lived with us. that was really, really into that. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, because it's like very aggressive. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. on, on my dad, my, yeah, yeah. It's it angry and pissed off and like that, that's cool. Um, <laughs> and on, on my, for, for my dad is, uh, like he was a rock guy, like a classic rock guy. He loved like uh, like the Doors, Aerosmith, uh, um, and then into like a little bit heavier stuff, like Judas Priest and 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 Black Sabbath. So he was in that. He was not like a huge, huge music guy, but you know, he he liked you know he liked his 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 uh, rock and and heavy mm. metal. And um, so, like, I had a, a little bit of um, a little kind of a little bit of everything, but not super. Like, no one, no one in my house was a musician. No one in my house was like um, an audiophile or like a record collecting freak. I didn't have an older sibling to be like, yo, these are the bands you need to check out. Um, but from living in California and then moving to Arkansas and I moved, I moved to Arkansas and just truthfully at first I hated it. It was just, it was just such a, uh, a stark contrast yeah, to absolutely. California. And I, I just felt like I didn't fit in, um, completely in Arkansas for the longest time. So, my summers, uh, like when we have summer off for school, I would be like, I want to go back and hang out in California with my family, whatever. And so a lot of times I spend a month or two back in California. So I was in real time, like in my very formative, like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 year old. Um, I was living in Arkansas for the majority for this for the entirety of the school year. But in the summers, I would spend most of the summers in California. So I would go to California and I would see what's cool. I would see like the groups of punk rockers, the metalheads, yeah. like all these different variations of people that didn't really exist, or so I thought, didn't really exist in Arkansas. And so I and I went to school in a, um, in a bit, pretty small town, so it wasn't like oh we have our cliques of like you know punk rockers, skaters, metalheads, yeah, 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 whatever. It was yeah. just like it was just like rednecks, jocks, and then like the small sliver of like alternative people that were just viewed as freaks. So it's yeah. like it wasn't proper punk rockers. It, it, like I would be hanging out, no disrespect, but I'd be hanging out with dudes or they, they I would get lumped in with dudes with like God smack shirts. And I'm like, we're not from the same cloth. We're not cut from the same cloth, brother. Um, but uh you know, um so it was it was just there was very slim pickings in the town that I was in, and then I'd go to California in the summers and be exposed to like this cultural mecca. Yeah. And man, so sure. like at at with 12, 13, 14 years old, I'm in the bands like um, you know, Rancid, no effects, Pennywise, Dead Kennedys, uh, and then getting into a little bit more aggressive shit like the Germs. Um, and then through there, for the longest time, I thought like, you know, bands like Agnostic Front and Madball were just punk bands. I'm like, oh yeah, they're just a little bit more aggressive, but they're punk bands, which is not too far off. And then Napalm Death, always, I always thought that was a punk band because of the Dead Kennedys cover. I'm like, oh, this is a punk band. I they're did. just like re- really yep. intense though, but, yeah. and so like, Napalm death might have been like my first foray um into the more like extreme extreme side of things um but uh but yeah yeah I I just like I I would take the stuff that I was exposed to in California and then bring it back to Arkansas and I would get frustrated because I was like there's nothing like that here this place sucks um and then uh but I discovered that Vinos uh was like it's like the venue in Arkansas it's a, a pretty pretty historic lineage um a lot of amazing bands have played there, uh, probably, I think, since, since the late 80s, like Shelter, Earth Crisis, uh, Living Sacrifice. Oh, um, uh, I think Typo Negatives played there. Uh, and this is, this is accumulative over the years. Mm-hmm. I Hate God has played there numerous times, Crowbar, um, even bands like Fallout Boy, AFI, and Green Day, like starting off. Have yeah, played there, so this is like it. Yeah, like, yeah. This is yeah. This it's a small venue, but it's like the um, you know, the the venue like the the punk DIY venue with notoriety. It's still yes, heritage, me. mate. That's, yeah, yeah. I was there last night. I drank till three in the morning with the homies there. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I that, but, but yeah, it's it, it's still around and it's still living and breathing. And like I discovered that, and I was like, yo, this is the closest thing to what. I love maybe this shit does exist here, mm. and it did, it did to an extent. Um, it was so. This was, uh, I'm trying to paint the picture. Maybe when I when I kind of discovered Vinos, maybe 2005, 2006, at around that time, like your Christian metalcore was king. I guess I don't know I, I, that was a thing in this part of the country for sure. Um, so in like your Screamo, your like Hot Topic scene bands, yeah, like yeah, that was a thing. And yeah. And so I had like, I was like, well, this is aggressive music. This is, this is the best I'm going to get. This is cool. I'll take it. And uh, so I had a a moment for that. And then I kind of realized that there's um, there's a metal scene and it just came to the point where like, I want hardcore shows. Like I just, I've discovered hardcore. We're not, we have some, but um, if I need to make it happen, like I need to start my own band. And um, so that, that like, I think at 17, or 18 i started my first band which was jungle juice uh the name of the band. and so you can you can tell we were like a party band like we, we yeah were yeah to have fun um i think the music evolved it got got to be pretty good it's very sludge leaning hardcore uh very sludge with power violence um moments i guess you could say um but i, I love that band i mean I, I, that's how i learned how to like that through that band i learned how to like book shows and so I could bring in bands that I wanted to see, that nobody else was booking. Yeah, fucking hell. Um, no one
0: else is doing it. Do it yourself, yes, man. I, it.
1: I, could, I could build up the contacts, like let people know that, uh, you know, you got to come to Little Rock. And I mean, we there's some pictures and videos of Jungle Juice out there where we're playing like sold out shows in Little Rock. But uh, I, I got to be honest, those first few years were pretty rough. Like we were playing to fucking nobody and nobody gave a <laughs> shit. People hated us. We were just <laughs> such a stark contrast to like that polished, clean, like metal core yeah. um, thing and we were just very aggressive in your face and like and sloppy. Like it was, it was, it was, it had a lot of charm to it. I will say, but, um, but, uh, it was, it was a, a, a nice change of pace of what was happening in, uh, in the city. And so some people ended up eventually really, really gravitating to it and connected to it all the time. People were like, yo, you got to do the jungle juice reunion. You got to do it. You got to do it. Um, <laughs> we we had some great shows in our in our later years we did a lot of touring i learned how to tour with that band i learned how to you know make merch i learned how to book shows um so i'm, I'm I, I love i love that band i'm still friends with everyone in that band um but I, I think we did some cool shit but it just was like you know you grew up you grew up in a place and it doesn't have exactly what you want sometimes yeah. you just got to build it sometimes you just got to make it or bring it whatever yeah um, and so that, that's that's kind of what i did uh through my teenage years i guess that's a um, <laughs> no, no, that's cool because it's a, a quick, quick way to get into uh, you know, as yeah. I said, to uh, to my teen years. But
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, have you always been? When did you realize? When did you first like? <clears throat> go oh i'm gonna i'm gonna give singing i go i'm gonna be the front <coughs> man like have you always been the front manager do, do, do you play instruments or, or have you always um, just been so so the it, Dude, do you can so shout the helped... best <laughs> sure, sure.
1: <laughs> so if you if you held a gun to my head i could play bass but i'm not a very good bass player um, <laughs> so like I, I picked up the bass i played it before um i've been asked to pick up the bass again um for bands and you know what maybe it'll happen one day but um I'm not, I'm not like a, a musician per se, but I was always a dude that was like, um, you know, I grew up shy, but then I had to like, if you want to do anything in this world, you got to kind of come out of your shell. Yeah. And so, uh, to overcompensate for that, I ended up in my personality probably speaks this way. I was like, I got to be the loudest guy in the room. I got to be the most <laughs> obnoxious asshole. Like I got to be the Chris Farley, um, and so like that, that, natu- that naturally, um, that's like, naturally that 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 type of mentality like that's a front man you know yeah um and so uh like uh, two things made it easy i can't play an instrument for shit and (laughs) um you know and i and i had the ball balls to be the front man and i'm just in your face and like super aggressive all the time and so that that's really what made it click it was never like oh i i think i can do good guttural vocals or whatever like you can listen to a lot of terminal nation and there's people that love the vocals and there's people that absolutely despise them and it's like a love hate thing but i think what makes it maybe not necessarily metal but what makes a good punk or hardcore vocalist is having charisma and personality Personality, yeah yeah
3: yeah
1: so like if you hear my voice you know it's me you're not confusing me with anybody else and i think um you know i i don't know if i do that intentionally or not but i feel like it's just my natural voice like i i you see um a lot of people like doing YouTube vocal tutorials and they just try to emulate this specific guy that's popular, this specific guy that's hot right now, whatever. Yeah. And I've just been like, let me just yell. Like my thing was like, how would I yell if I was in a bar fight? And that like <laughs> if I'm yelling at you, like I want to kick your Like this is how I want to sound like Where it sounds organic. It sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I, I don't sound like a machine or whatever. Um, and and I and I love like all sorts of bands that, that have different vocal styles but for me personally i was like i wanted to sound organic and i think that that came across that comes across as genuine sometimes because it mm-hmm. makes people think like oh if this fucking asshole can grab the mic he doesn't know shit about vocal range <laughs> i can i can do it too uh, you know and so um that, that, that that's basically how that foray started couldn't play an instrument and i was pissed off and just like the most obnoxious guy in the room and I so think- it just it worked out
2: That's the best description about a vocalist ever, man. That's
1: fucking brilliant. I love that. Thank you. Thank you.
0: The way you... That makes total sense, then, in the way that you said you write lyrics earlier, where you, like, immediately (laughs) react to something by writing it down. That's then the same... You're delivering that style, because, like you said, you're in a bar fight if you had time to write something down in a bar fight, that's what you're. Sure. It. That's the same. So the way you write lyrics comes across in the way that you deliver lyrics as well.
1: You know, I've, I've never thought of it that way, but yeah, you, 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 uh, that's very eloquently put.
2: <laughs> so the moral <laughs> of the story: bring a pen yeah. next time when you're in a bar, yeah, just you know, in case. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I might end up, you know, pulling one of
0: these. But... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm. Um, what were, the, Stan, what were the first albums you can ever remember going to like a record store and buying with your own money like it can be as embarrassing as you like mine was a simpsons album so like but
1: <laughs> that, like... that's not as embarrassing as you might think yeah, but um <laughs> okay so so i i was asked this pretty recently um and the first album that and it's not I, you know it's not embarrassing and i don't think it's embarrassing and. Truthfully, nothing is embarrassing if you fucking lean into it. Yeah, true, true, man. That's it. That's exactly it. You go all in. Nothing is embarrassing. Nothing's a goof if if you're serious about it. So the first album that I ever remember buying with my own money, um, I think I was in the fifth grade. Um, So this was before like punk, hardcore, death metal, grindcore stand. Um, it was uh, Santana's Supernatural. Oh, nice! I love yeah, the fine. guitar riffs. Yeah. And let's be honest, that Rob Thomas song—it's a fucking banger. It, it is, is like,
0: a it banger. Is so Come good. on, like it's that riff is everywhere, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, like, when that close. song drops,
0: you couldn't get away from that riff, man.
1: <clears throat> yeah, that. So that's that's the first that's the first one that I that I like remember buying. Just in terms of music in general, that's nice. that's the one. So there's much more embarrassing answers out there for most people, but. I'll stand by that one. That's a solid. Pick. That's a great answer. <laughs> awesome, <like>, great pick. <laughs>
0: so, um, I know you you sort of mentioned the venue there in in Arkansas. Was that where you saw your first shows? Is that where you started going as a kid, like, to experience live music? What were your sort of yeah. first shows that you can remember going to? And
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so that was where my first, like, I guess you could say, underground shows took mm. place. Um, when I was maybe a couple years before that, I would have to look at a timeline, maybe try to find a flyer or some sort of online, um, to try to pinpoint a date. But I did go to a concert, um, here in Arkansas that my dad took me to, um, um it was, uh, Third Eye Blind. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Semi-charm life I, is a banger, yeah. son. Hey, hey, again, again. <laughs> I have no shame. I have no shame with sharing that, but that was my first like live music experience, and it was like an, at an outdoor amphitheater, and there was like you know hippies like doing drugs around me, and I was you know <laughs> I was like this is this is weird, like this is crazy that people live like this, and so that was kind of my um, you know I, I I was exposed to a lot of that energy in California, but not like in a live musical setting, and so, so to see it here, I was like. Huh. Maybe there are fucking freaks and weirdos here that like <laughs> I can fit in with. Um, I don't know that this is the crowd, but maybe if this exists, maybe there's yeah. another, yeah, uh, yeah. a deeper level, you know. Um, so that that third eye blind was my first live music experience, but uh, but at Vinos that was my first proper like DIY show, like underground um, underground show, if you will. And and I I discovered I lived about twenty minutes away, so it was. It was a it was a drive. It wasn't like something I could I could, you know, walk walk down the street and visit or anything like that. But um I ended up like going to Vino like one, two, three times a week for like my entire high school tenure oh, at the at the uh at the expense of my grades and everything else. But <laughs> at that point I didn't give a shit. Um but I but yeah, I, I really just kind of gravitated anything that was like aggressive music adjacent even. So yeah, like yeah. I would go to screamo shows, like punk shows, metal shows, um there'd be like some sludge shows. So totally different. It's not like I was like, oh, I ha- I was only the grindcore guy or whatever. It was like I was just absorbing what I could because I was so young and like naive yeah. and new to that world, I was just taking in everything I could. I think in in one week I saw uh in the same week I think it was flogging molly 18 visions, and um and hawthorne heights and it was all in the same week it was like a monday wednesday friday and it's like you know if if it's those shows were me- happening yeah. now I, yeah I, I don't know that i would go to two of them but uh i might be at the 18 Vision show now um but uh but i just i was just so like i i just i just loved like the energy like mm. this the smell of the room, the people there, the camaraderie—like I just, I would just gravitate towards. So I would go to any and every show um, as a as a kid. So was there, was there quite a good scene there then? So it's it's tough to say. Like so, for for certain, um, like those screamo metalcore shows, like that was king at the time, and those were always packed. Then I go to shows like um, more punk shows or more sludge shows or the hardcore shows. And the crowd wasn't that wasn't that big. Arkansas has a pretty rich music, or Little Rock especially has a pretty rich music history. But a lot of it is rooted in like um, sludge and doom, and so like that was a big thing, or that I guess I perceived that as like a big thing. And I went to some of those shows, and some of those shows were hit or miss. Um, but I, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Paul Bearer. Yeah, they're like yeah, the yeah, champ- yeah. Champ- champ- champions of Little great Rock. Band. They're coming yeah. here. Great band, great dudes. Love those guys. Um, Wake. Yeah, uh, if you guys are familiar yeah, which yeah. is r yeah. w a k okay okay cool um so they like i mean they have put out some in my opinion like like sludge uh like southern style metal classic albums on like relapse i mean like that band was 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 phenomenal um so they're from here uh and then dead bird who dropped they they actually i think they may have had a small foray or like a distribution deal with nuclear blast um many many years ago, but I they put out a LP on 20 bucks spin like four or five years ago. Oh wow um, Dead Dead Bird from Arkansas. It's very like that and that album I think is their best work. It's not their most like popular, I don't think, but I think it's their best work. It's very doom and sludge, but it has like some very, very interesting elements in it, like like Alice in Chains elements oh, that nice. you would not necessarily expect um i think it's called the For- deadbird the and the album is called the forest within the tree but oh, that's yeah yeah, it, yeah it, it's if you're into like doom i mean it's very very melodic there's some singing and stuff uh all those guys are like lifer's in little rock like those are like the dam and wake especially are like the the uh metal ogs in the city um and then uh so so that that wave kind of started in like late 90s through the late 2000s, so like they had a a 10 year span of just like bringing in kill like they would bring I hate God they'd bring Goat whore they were friends with all these like big bands Corrosion of Conformity would come through oh, and like nice. it was like oh Little Rock Little Rock's a spot and it was a small scene like that's the thing it's it's smaller scene but it's like all these good like you know you have your Wake your Dead Bird like bands like that Sea Hag is another really good band um that are like the slow so it be, Little Rock became like a must destination in the southern united states for like your slow doomy music and at, at the state on the on the same token um christian metalcore is really really big are you guys familiar with living sacrifice at all
2: no no never no, okay no.
1: so so from there were they were a band kind of in the 90s that uh is often like this is pre um you know your hot topic metalcore days but this is like pre-prayer for cleansing they were a christian metalcore band but they're fucking hard like uh like christian metalcore if i hear that now i immediately my brain's like no thanks but um <laughs> but, uh, but they do they were writing killer riffs and they and i get i mean maybe part of it is because they were labeled christian but i think truthfully they were a step beyond a lot of their contemporaries and even bands that they spawned beyond that but they're like kind of credited as the inventors of like christian metalcore and before got really really washed down i mean it's hard like i believe they did tours with like morbid angel with like slayer and oh, things shit, like that no. and so like so to be a christian band and be on tour with morbid angel you better fucking you better have some chops <laughs> yeah, you
0: got to it, yeah, yeah. yeah you gotta
1: bring it man yeah yeah you're fighting an uphill battle if you're doing that um but they were <laughs> selling the rec- like, like they were selling the records to justify and they were a huge huge phenomenon in the 90s um and like that band spawned off a million bands um the majority are fucking terrible but uh, <laughs> there, there, there was there, like uh and then there was another thing i think so zale if you guys are familiar yeah oh, yeah. Um, yeah i think yeah, they yeah. they have a big history here playing with living sacrifice a lot they recorded an album in little rock i believe and like uh, like norma Jean. Um, was centrally located out of Arkansas at one time. I think they have all new members and they don't claim Arkansas anymore. Um, but like that was that was a big thing at that time as the inverse coin to like the sludge doom metal thing that was happening. So there's like always been, and then in the 90s, there was a huge punk boom. Um, like I said, uh, like Fugazi Green Day, when they were nobody, would come through and play like 200 cap rooms and things like that. Uh, there was uh, so Econo Christ, are you guys familiar with them? No, like a no, le- legend, legendary 90s punk band. They relocated from Little Rock to San Francisco, but they're originally a Little Rock band. Um, the band Trusty was the first band that Ian McKay uh, signed outside of Washington DC for Discord oh, wow. Records. His like uh, Ian McKay was his uh, his gimmick for Discord Records is only DC bands, only Washington DC bands. And Fugazi came through and played with his band Trusty from Little Rock. This is probably '92, '93, something like that. And he was like, "I love this band so much. This is the first band I'm going to sign to Discord that's not from DC." So, kind of a cool punk lineage. So, there's been mm. like spurts over the last thirty years, give or take, where there's been high moments in the punk scene, high moments in the metal scene, but it's it's never been like a fully stagnant. Right now, things are very hot. Um, there's a lot of good bands, but I've I've seen waves of uh, of things, you know, come and go. So we're in a we're in a pretty good time right now, and I'm very very fortunate to be um, a part of. Like a very thriving scene in Little Rock right now.
0: It's cool you should say all that because you can really hear how, like you were saying earlier, where you're from, has influenced Terminal mm-hmm. Nation sound. Because you can hear the, you can hear the doom in your sound. You can yes, hear the sludge, agreed. especially on the split songs we've yeah. with. I think yeah, you can sure. really hear those slower, like southern fried riffs. Um yeah. you can hear you I can hear the hardcore, yeah. yeah. You can hear the punk. So it is like totally. it's like that, you've become cool you become sponges for your your that's area. Cool you yeah, I,
1: I love that because I, I don't know that it, it's conscious, but now that you mentioned that, that's really cool because mm. I, I love to like I said, I love to rep for where we're from, and I guess maybe subconsciously I was doing that in a way that I didn't even realize. So that's that's yeah.
0: fucking awesome to hear that. I think
1: you
0: are man by the sounds of it. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> um so i know you mentioned earlier you know you you had a lot of music uh different music around you um w- when you were younger what are you what do you like banging outside of metal and hardcore that you know if you sometimes you're not in the mood for <laughs> for some riffs what are you listening to sort of outside of metal and hardcore
1: um man i uh obviously like metal hardcore punk That's that's like kind of my go-to um but i i do i do love rap like i mentioned earlier i um you know, I grew up with an older cousin who was really into like, uh, gangs, like gangster rap, like, like the hard shit, like, especially in LA, it's unavoidable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in the, na- the neighborhood I lived in, like, uh, uh, like a predominantly Latino neighborhood, like all the load riders would pass by. And i just like, I was always into the car culture, but, um, you know, I was too young to have a car, but, but I would just be like, it would be so sick to just hear like, you know uh like gangster rap just booming out the yeah yeah of yeah, like yeah. A, you know like an Impala or something um so i, <laughs> I always i always kind of gravitated towards that i like not to sound cliche but like i do like i do listen to a little bit of everything it it just it really just depends on my mood um
0: yeah absolutely
1: but and and, and I, I know there's this trope sometimes with, with metal dudes or hardcore dudes where they're like yeah um like oh I I listen and they post their Spotify year end list and it's just like only rap or it's only like pop music to try to be like maybe, yeah look how different I am yeah um, yeah but I yeah. I, I, I lo- dude I just I literally love I love everything about punk and metal like if I'm out drinking I'm playing fucking it, I mean it may not even be necessarily be like death metal or thrash like I if I'm out drinking I want Judas Priest on yeah Van Halen on yeah or yeah 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 or yeah. like even Sabbath like 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 you know there's different variations in heavy i like i've always kind of leaned to be a rocker guy i've gotten a more recent infatuation like with um at, like outside outside of punk and metal. like i think rap is probably the next um you know the next the next thing that, that i'm into. you know the second best thing that i'm into um i've kind of gotten an affinity so like as a as a audiophile as a music nerd um I've found punk bands and metal bands that I love, and then I find out where they're from, and find out bands that influence them from that region. Yeah, yeah. I've started kind of, kind of doing that with, um, with with rap music and hip hop. Oh, and cool. And so, like, I've I've really been into, and where I'm only two hours away from Memphis, Tennessee, so I've really been into Memphis rap, like your Gangsta Boo, Gangsta Pat, um, uh, Koopsta, like all, like the Three Six Mafia, that whole clique, um, from the '90s. So I've like really been digging deep in uh in Memphis stuff. Houston has a very rich um hip hop and metal scene with like your d j screw and that whole that yeah. whole click there um atlanta very rich. so I've just like I've kind of nerded out um maybe since Covid and um gotten into like more niche areas, regionally specific areas of uh of rap and stuff like that. but uh I mean like i like I like some pop music. I'm a sucker for like uh, I'm not ashamed a to say it like. I love Madonna. I love Lady Gaga. I love oh, El- Elton John. Like I- I'm a sucker for for your uh, like I mentioned earlier. You know I'm a very animated person. I love charisma. I love personality. I'm a mm-hmm. sucker for your like your your cult of personalities. are larger than like
3: yeah, characters,
1: yeah. if you will. Yeah. So like uh you know like your your Madonnas, your your Lady Gagas, your um Elton Johns. You know I I could I could probably go on um but I like I always really like. I always really like that. It may not be like the first thing that I would put on, but I I, I do like that kind of shit. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know rap, pop, whatever. I, I'm always down.
0: Yeah, it's just always cool hearing um, hearing what what people are listening to outside of 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 metal and stuff because I think it gives a good. I like to, I like to from the nerd perspective, like to hear if I can hear little bits of it then when I go back and listen to your music, can you hear like, <laughs> like yeah, influences totally. from elsewhere? Like I'll listen to Terminal Nation now and I'll be like, I wonder if like there's a rap influence, uh delivery influence <laughs> in your do you know what I mean? So I I love hearing that sort of outside yeah. perspective on, so, on on shit. So yeah, you get it. so
1: it's 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 funny our producer kind of mentioned, you know, rap as like in terms of like vocal deliverance and vocal cadences. Mm. Um like look to rappers maybe for um for some perspective because they can fit x number of words in spots where they couldn't fit Or take lyrics and like you know maybe substitute you have a you have a word that's too many syllables we'll substitute that with another word or just cut the word in half almost in a slang way yeah like you know um abbreviate the word and you can make it fit in the line or whatever so Honestly, I probably draw a lot more from rap than I think that than I think I do. Um, just you know, it may not be as overtly obvious.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, so sort of on that same sort of tip, then man, outside of music, what um, what else floats Stan's boat? Are you uh, are you a sports dude, film dude, like what? What do you do? Uh, what do so you do like to kick and and, and uh, relax yeah, and?
1: I, I, I'll be honest. So I work a lot. Uh, work consumes most of my time, and then music consumes the majority of the rest of my time. Uh, I love hanging out with my family. I got two little kiddos and a and a beautiful wife. Oh, um, lovely man! You know, we we uh, there. My son is uh, going into the sixth grade, and my daughter just finished kindergarten. So, like, a oh, cool. little bit of an age gap there, but very fun yeah. ages. Um, so my yeah. son is like he's coming into his own personality. He's really into like professional wrestling oh, and sick. like making like stop motion videos, and he's like, uh, you know, I I, I made. Some people look at me sideways when I tell them he he wants to watch horror movies. I'm like, well, I don't know if you're old enough, but fuck it, let's do it. I'll watch it with you. And so now he's really into like your Jason, Freddy Krueger, all that shit, which is all shit that I love. I love horror movies. Um, I'm a, I'm, I'm kind of a movie nerd. You know, I, I, I do watch a lot of movies myself. Um, So just like I do a lot of like hanging out, bonding with, with, with the family.
0: Nice.
1: Um, and uh, you know, I've been kind of in a weird spot over the past few months where. I haven't had much time for anything uh back in march a tornado um hit my hit my house yeah fucking and so dude it was crazy it was crazy but yo know, we were we everyone in the family was was okay you know um so that's all we can ask for nobody was hurt so my yeah. wife was at the house with our pets oh, and the wow. tornado i'm on the phone with her and i'm in line in a car line to pick up my kids from school they're in school. So I'm right down the street from the house, and the, the school's right down the street from me. Tornado hits the house. I'm on the phone with her. She freaks out, but she's in a bait in the basement, which is built like a bomb shelter. That's where Terminal Nation practices. So there's no like it's it's basically a concrete room. Yeah, yeah. So she's okay. She's like, the, I mean, obviously, it did like hundreds of thousands of dollars damage oh, to our house. Uh, and, and I'm still battling with the insurance company. I have a meeting with them Saturday. And I might kick that guy's fucking ass if he doesn't have a, <laughs> a, a big check for me. Um, but uh, it's crazy. I, I don't think I've, I've told this this story on a podcast, and we just kind of fumbled into it. Um, but so the tornado—I'm on the phone with her in my in my truck. The tornado hits the house. There's a loud crash. She screams. I was like, "Are you okay?" She's like, "Yeah, I'm fine," but I don't know how bad the house is. Like, we'll stay in the stay in the basement. The power went out. Pitch black. You can't see. She can't see her hand in front of her face if she wanted to. Do. I was like, okay, well, if you're okay and the animals are okay, stay there, don't leave. I'll be home in a little bit after I pick up the kids. And then I look to my left and I see the fucking tornado. I see roofs flying. The same tornado. I'm all because our school's clo- it's a close proximity. There are ch- kids' school close proximity to the house, uh, like you know, blocks away. Yeah, yeah. So I, in my head, I was worried about my house and my my wife. I didn't even think that I thinking it's still could be a- coming out the road. Vicinity to me, it's coming at me. And I was like, "Oh shit!" I hear horns and stuff. There's all these cars. Oh like, God. like, I'm in a tra- I'm in a traffic jam. So yeah, yeah. Essentially, like if if I want to like drive away from the tornado, like I see people start to drive and get ballsy, mm. and like I'm gunning it, and then they just start wrecking into each other. So I'm like, "Fuck!" Fuck. Well, I'm just gonna wait it out. I was like, and I kept telling myself, "I see the tornado coming." and I'm on the phone with my wife the whole time. I haven't even processed the house getting hit, Yeah, much yeah. Less. It's coming right at me, um, and I was like, "Dude." I don't I'm just gonna fucking get in the floor of the car and hope for the best I, I'll be fine I I drive a pretty big ass truck so I, I'm in the best vehicle I think I can <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I could be in but <laughs> if it picks if it picks if it picks me up off the ground all bets are off then I'm probably fucked so as long as I stay on the ground then I'll I think I'll be okay and then I see and I see like roofs being torn off houses like Maybe, you know, a, a half a mile down the street from me. And, and cars being kind of thrown out. Like, oh, shit, okay, it's moving cars. Mm. But that car's smaller than mine. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I have, like, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in a track again. So, and all these – everyone's beeping their horn, I guess, to give people's attention to, like, prepare for yeah, – what's coming. about to get involved. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so there's trash cans flying, parts of the roof flying. I see a basketball goal, like, at the end of a driveway. Just shoot straight up into the air like a torpedo and then come slamming down and up and down and it's like bouncing on the road and i was like oh fuck that's a basketball oh that's coming right in my car so i just got down and there was what felt like an hour but it was probably literally 30 seconds and yeah it was just like just like my car just getting pelted with debris Man, whatever God. um And I got hit by the basketball goal. (laughs) The basketball (laughs) goal was a big hit. And it moved my car, my truck a little bit, but it didn't, you know, shoot up into the air. Thank God. Um, And so like that happened, but it missed the school completely. And, um, you know, I just look like, and then I see a text message from the school. Like I get out and everyone's like, are you okay? Everyone for the most part is okay. um, That was in that line of cars. And they're like, Hey, the school texted us and said, they're not letting the kids out because it's too dangerous unless you go to the school, the, the door and yeah. get and sign, sign them out. And I was like, well, if we're going to fucking die, cause there's tornadoes all over the city. If we're going to fucking die. I'd at least rather die together. So, like, yeah. I, I want to be with
0: him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so I run, like I, I look around and I see this house is all fucked up. And so I just pull my truck into his yard to get it off the road. Like, he's got bigger problems. Than I <laughs> fucking Fuck this dude. So I pull up in his driveway and park my truck and I run down to school. I get the kids and there's still like, the winds are still high. Like the, the that tornado has passed, but the winds are still high and there's tornadoes. Like we're just seeing on, 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 it, on um, social media and on the news or whatever. It's like this, this building's crushed. This building, this shopping center destroyed. They're like it fucked the city up. It was the worst. natural wow, disaster That's man. ever happened in the city. Um, And so, but so I, pulled the kids and, and, you know, we went back to the house and it, it, my house didn't get completely demolished, but it, it took a substantial amount of damage. So I've been dealing with that for like, you know, three and a half, I don't know, four months now at this oh point, I haven't God. gotten a, a penny, a penny from the insurance company. So I'm ready to kick somebody's ass because they owe me a lot. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but I, all that, that big, long story, just to say, like recently, I haven't been, I haven't had yeah, of course. to, to yeah. do a lot because yeah. we lived in a, a you know, a 600 square foot hotel with two kids and a wife for like two months and i'm I'm actually in a proper house now a a large size house comparable to what i was in um the, the, the insurance company's paying for um so it's just like that's kind of consumed my yeah mind but i'm about, not price. um but uh yeah that's the first time i've, I've told that look that whole story like on a podcast i think so the there's the fucking man the just fucking, oh, fucking
0: wow <laughs> thankful that you're just glad you're all still fucking yeah. safe man that's I, the main thing isn't I, it? so i like, have
1: to look yeah i have to look yeah. at things uh from that perspective like yeah. you know it's gonna it's gonna be a nightmare to fucking to battle with the insurance company to get what what i'm owed but at the end of the day like none of us were, were severely hurt um yeah I, I i broke my hand and my wrist and i wish i could say that it like like a few days after the tornado I wish I had a cool story be like yeah the tornado (laughs) picked me up (laughs) (laughs) but no I broke my hand um well I I was working on the house and I kind of tweaked my wrist so I fractured it there and then that evening I was like I've been working on the house to try to repair the roof myself like I need to I need to um kick my feet up and relax so I'm going to see vomit forth tonight oh sick so I I want to see vomit forth sick yep yeah, a, a perfect way to relax and decompress. Yeah, it's, absolutely. By getting like, blasted
0: <laughs> by brutal death right. metal. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. So I'm like five years in, and then um, the singer of Vomit Kane, great dude, great band, love those guys. Um, he's like, "This is for Terminal Nation. Fuck somebody up." And I was like, oh, well, I guess I gotta <laughs> fuck somebody up." Get yeah, the and, fucking uh, insurance guy. Right, <laughs> 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 yeah. right, right. So I, I hit the pit, and I—I'm I I, a big guy. I'm—you I'm, know—I'm in my thirties now. I don't mosh like I used to. Uh, but I hit the pit and do do a couple of spin kicks and and I uh, do one of these and this poor kid like it was not intentional he's the nicest <laughs> young guy that comes to shows I clobbered him right in the fucking head him oh, out cold and broke the rest of my oh, hands I fractured it that early that day but I just broke the rest of it I, like, I moshed for thirty seconds and fucking <laughs> <laughs> I. I I'm in a cast and I fucking, I thought I killed this guy. I was like, oh shit. We had to carry him in the bag. We're pouring water on his face. He was a champ. He was like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I was like, brother, you're oh, a kid. Man. You need yeah. to go get your brain looked at because I rocked your shit. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was not intentional, but like, you know, I was like, please go to the emergency room and just get looked at. Um, Make the guy, please make sure you're okay. And, and he was fine. He was, that shout out to Zach Smith. He's a, Uh, a young kid um, here in the Little Rock scene. He supports all the shows, always craziest stage diver, hardest monster. He's sick, but he took the hardest swing I've ever swung in my life. I I broke my hand on his skull. Respect,
0: (laughs) respect. Shout out, dude. (laughs) Right, Stan, we're going to play a little game with you. Uh, We've mentioned a couple of songs already. Uh, that we've said are bangers. But we're going to give you just a few songs and you've got to tell us whether they're a banger or a clanger. Oh, Pittle, shit. Okay. Pit or shit. <laughs> so, first Let's one go. up.
1: Let's go.
0: Billy Ray Cyrus, Akey Breaky Heart.
1: Oh, banger. That's fun as fuck. Let's yes. That. yes it? That's it fun music. <laughs> but, I, 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 but also, I'm in Arkansas, so we have, like, we, you know, there's nightclubs and stuff here, but there's, like, Honky tonk nightclub <laughs> like there's, there's a spot called the Electric Cowboy, and that's like that's Billy Ray Cyrus. That's his energy, is Electric Cowboy. So like, I grew up hating that shit, but you know what? It's got some charm to it. I'm not mad at it.
2: Next one, Limp Biscuit, rolling,
1: rolling, rolling. <laughs> All right, banger. I'm yes, yes. He did the yeah. intro. He did the intro to uh, it is to a Undertaker. That was the Undertaker's yep. music when he came out with the Harley. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, that it's thing. fun, man. It's fun music. It's it, it, I, I, I'm a sucker for shit that that is fun. And shout, like you know, you can hate on Limp bizkit all you want, but it's fun. I'm not, yeah. I'm not gonna, yeah, man, it. absolutely, yeah.
2: Okay. Right, Spin Doctors, Two Princes.
1: God damn it, man. That's a fucking great song. I know we talked about Dirt <laughs> yeah. Eye Blind earlier. For the longest time, I thought that was Dirt Eye Blind. Um, when, like when I was younger. That's a fucking catchy song. You it guys are like, it's you guys a banger, only man. Banger fucking What's going on? I'm not
3: ashamed
0: <laughs> to say it. I know. I was going through a list. I was putting these together, going through a list of uh the most hated songs in music, and all of these were on <laughs> it. And I was like,
3: hold on a minute. It what the all fuck's on going on yeah. here?
0: Like, I was like, I like all of these. Um, <laughs> good Charlotte, girls and boys.
1: Girls I'm on like the fence here. Boys, okay, like I, girls, know, I know, I know. Believe me, brother, you don't have to <laughs> sing it to me. I'm very familiar. Um, it's not my favorite Good Charlotte song, I will say that.
0: Yeah, mine either.
1: Uh, it's a banger. If it, it, it it's not like pop punk Good Charlotte, that has a lot of like. 80s new wave yeah yeah it, it does i'm not gonna lie it's a bit of duran durani yeah yeah yes 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 so like it's pretty good yeah pretty we'll good.
0: go with banger I, I think it's a banger we'll i love bangers. that i love that yeah. album man so i'm
1: on the fence they can go either way i i, I think uh, we'll, we'll we'll teeter over we'll and
0: give it a, yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah
2: i'm gonna actually throw in duran duran wild boys
1: Oh, you know that you, you, these are these are softballs, brother. That's a bang banger on. all day. Yeah,
2: it's a big banger. Bang. I think bang Duran Durant, do <laughs> a yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes.
1: Let's be real. Right?
2: Yeah. Could this be six out of six? This could be the first time ever. Cisco, Whoa. the Fong song.
1: I love fun <laughs> music, brother. <I> <laughs> <had it>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> like at a uh, wedding, at a at a party
0: exactly
2: mate it, it,
1: kills. it goes that, down that oh is, are you two
0: yeah. are you two banger in that one then i think i, I can't stand that song so i'm oh, gonna have to go clang it. i
2: think in the right oh. setting it's a banger yes, yes, oh okay yes. I right. think.
0: um
1: funeral not the spot
0: Wedding,
1: <laughs> like, yeah. the after party whatever
0: Ah, <laughs> right, my one then last one bare naked ladies one week
1: oh my god Love it. I love it. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I could probably sing the whole fucking thing. Don't put it on (laughs) because that might (laughs) be we're
3: taking
0: Stan to karaoke when he comes to London. I I kill
1: it. I kill it at karaoke. That's a hard song to do. I may not do the bare naked lady song. I think part of it actually is um, so I played hockey for many, many years. Yeah. And um in that, like, I played with a lot of dudes who were from Canada, and I I, I tried out for a a farm team, a a minor league team um, when I was younger, and uh, in Memphis, and um, a lot of those dudes were from Canada, bare naked ladies are from Canada, in a spot that's a very, like, hockey-oriented hotbed, so, like, a lot of Canadians, like, to them, that's their fucking Metallica, like, (laughs) like, bare naked ladies is, like, everything to them, Um, and so, like, You know, Bare Naked Ladies was always like a favorite Um, when I was uh, to a lot of Canadian players, um, and maybe that maybe I was hanging out with the wrong Canadians or whatever. (laughs) 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 But it was just prevalent, and it was always fun. So I'm not mad at it. And that song, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of cool. It's yeah, it's
0: it's like in that Smash Mouth All Star world, is not it? It's like one of them tracks that you. You've put some people say, oh, that song shit. Really? They fucking love when it comes on. on
1: Like, in reality, it might be so bad that it's good. Good. Yeah, 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 Um, yeah. Because it's just so over the top and like, it's so corny. But like, you know, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, nothing is embarrassing. Nothing is corny if you lean in. And brother, that motherfucker on <laughs> bare naked ladies track—he's leaning. He's the fuck leaning. Game. He went full on VH1 white guy rapper. Um, yeah, like, uh, yeah. yeah. Like weird Lean. guitars. It makes no sense. It's just—it's so off the wall, but it works.
0: Go hard or go home, a It. Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely.
2: Right, Stan. We're at the last question, brother.
3: Uh-oh, this one's an sorry. interesting
2: one. I'm looking forward to your answer for this one. So cool. someone comes up to you, asks you what metal is. What album are you going to give them? Wow,
1: that's... Fuck, oh, fuck. What? Like, what, oh, like that's, oh, one album. One wow. album. Someone asks you that question.
2: You got the opportunity to give them one album to say, for me, this is what metal is.
1: Okay, um i think i would probably lean towards something that's easily accessible like i don't want them to turn it off immediately um so maybe something a little more popular i'm gonna go with master of puppets Oh, um, like i feel like that's good where it's very very aggressive but you can turn it on to maybe maybe anybody and they can appreciate the musicianship the songwriting the catchiness yeah um but it's still like it's still like bare bones heavy thrash yes. metallica um that that that's just the first answer that comes to mind um right there so I, let, let's go let's go yeah, that's a great answer mate
0: yeah absolutely and i think after how like it went down in the stranger things episode and how it blew up after that you oh know, yes that's,
1: totally yeah. that's, that's the, what yeah pe- that's yeah. Obvious, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah yeah i didn't even think about it from that perspective but yeah that's that's i mean it literally became a a gateway Thing for people getting into metal, yeah. within in the last few years that's that's
0: remarkable 100%. Stan, thank you so much for your time today, dude. It's been a fucking blast. It feels like it's flown by in about five minutes, so uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. Uh, it's been. I could, I could
1: talk for another two hours. I, I really enjoyed the conversation. You guys are awesome,
0: yeah. It's Thanks, been sick, bro. man. Thanks I, for so much for joining us, and we're like honestly so stoked for this for this new album to come. So uh, yeah, we'll get you uh, back when it drops, yeah, anyway. yeah, when the album yeah, drops, yeah, man. Yeah, we'll get man. you please. back, mate. Yeah, come back yeah, for, a, please do, for a full deep dive, I mean, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I would, I would love to anytime. This was fucking fun. I, I mentioned last night. You know, I was at the bar with some homies, uh, drinking beers till like three in the morning. <laughs> I feel like it didn't stop. I, I, <laughs> honestly, I, we all had some fun but, uh, but yeah, man, this is this is a very uh, this is a very natural like a fun conversation. I appreciate it. it means a lot. You guys, um, you know, fuck with my band so much. I really appreciate. It. I love what you guys are doing. And uh, yeah, I thank, can't thank you enough for having uh, me. This sick really
0: man. We actually said before um, we started. Holocene Extinction literally dropped about a month before we've recorded our first ever episode. And sure. It was that was the album, one of the very, very first albums we bonded over the three of us when we wow, started a cool, like a WhatsApp cool. yeah. group chat. So yeah, yeah, that was one of the first ever albums that we, I, we bonded I over. Love so. I
1: love to hear that. That means yeah. a lot. I, I yeah. appreciate that. That's cool.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah. So um we'll be back again very soon. Thanks
3: for tuning in to Bangers and Wash, the Podcast for Heavy Music. Peace out. Party on, dudes!